for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Tonight, uh, you know, when Pastor Mark asked us to lead this, um, and we're, we're just, I'm just so thankful for Pastor Mark even allowing me to be up here. We just want, I just want to give him honor for just a moment and just thank God that he listens to the Holy Spirit and he does what the Lord wants him to do and, and leading us and guiding us. So can we, can we just thank the Lord for just a second for Pastor Mark. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for Pastor Mark and Amy. We thank you, Lord, that their hearts and minds are dedicated to you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that everything they do, they have you at the forefront and your desires and your will. Lord, we just thank you that we have the opportunity to come alongside and, and work out that vision that you've implanted into his heart, Lord. We just thank you, we worship you for using people like us, for using people like us, Lord. We give you all the glory and praise. And we just call them blessed right now. We call them blessed right now. We thank you, Lord, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We thank you, Lord. We just worship you. We give you praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for feedback. Keeps us awake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Here's uh, something that... The, you know, Pastor Mark asks us not to really prepare. He wants us to flow in these, in these uh, services. Um, Kelly and I have not been in a, in a service in like six and a half years. And so this is a fun experience for me as well. Do I need to back up a little bit with the help? Are we good? Okay, awesome. And I just want to encourage you as I was walking out here um, and, and watching you guys worship and praise the Lord, I want you to know that this is not a common thing. And that, that this Wednesday night should not be a common thing for you guys. What, am I, what do I mean by that? It should not be treated like a shower in the morning, a common thing, just a habit. I just want to encourage you. This is, again, everything I, I want to say tonight, I want to make sure I edify you, I build you up. And I'm not tearing you down, and I'm not pointing a finger at you saying shame on you or anything else like that. That's not what the Lord would do, right? You see, does he do that to you? Then we don't do that to others, right? So in the same way, we just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you tonight that, that this is not just an average thing. This is not an average thing. Most churches don't do this. Most churches have gone away from a Wednesday night. Most churches are afraid to pray in the Spirit because they're worried about losing people. And reality, though, is we have to be the ones, we have to be people willing to be fully submitted to the Lord. And so if He wants us to pray in the Spirit, then we pray in the Spirit. If he wants us to do whatever he wants, we do whatever the Lord wants because we're vessels for his use. You guys with me? I want you to get in your mind right now that this is not a common thing. I can tell you because, uh, you know, I minister every week to the youth that what my hope is, is every week we go to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. And what I mean by that is when we walk in to the room and we're preparing our minds and hearts just for the service you know sometimes you change the way you think of things depending on what's going on and and when we're preparing it's pretty intense you can ask there's some of them uh, that come in and pray with us uh, we on purpose prepare 
and expect and believe that God is going to just do what God does and he'll direct us accordingly. In the same way, when we're here tonight, I want to, I want to just encourage you guys to, to come in expecting and knowing that the Lord is here already and that the fact that you give him praise is, does not change him in the way he thinks of you. It 100% changes you. Does that make sense? It takes us out of our carnal thinking and moves us over into thinking the way Jesus thought. Does that make sense? And still thinks. Does that make sense? The Lord has given us the mind of Christ to be able to think outside of just our, our old, dead, carnal nature. He's given us the ability to think the way he thinks now. And we just have to say yes and be obedient. You got, can I get an amen? amen? Okay, in the same way, how that takes place is this. God draws us to himself. You guys with me? He draws us to himself. But guess what the problem is? God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Right? If God is drawing you and you're being drawn and, and you're not willing to say, okay, I'm going to sacrifice my thoughts. Watch this. My thoughts, my carnal way of thinking, like someone cut me off on the way over here. Um, I got bills to pay. Someone got some bills to pay. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. There's like 12 of you right now that are thinking about your bills. Raise your hand if you're thinking about the bills or thought about them on the way in. Let me count them. Keep your hands up. Let me count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I was off by three. I was off by three. He knows. He knows exactly what's up. Look, Kelly and I just built a house. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later if you want to hear it. About bills, stacking deep, and getting to the point where it's like, man, I almost want to walk away from this whole thing. And the Lord says, really? And you're like, oh, that's just carnal, carnal thinking. That's not, that's not the way he thinks. You guys with me? It's not the way he thinks. Praise the Lord. And so what I want to read to this is if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Samuel chapter 6. I'm going to show you what worship looked like in the Old Testament. We think we boogie now with, uh, with amplifiers and guitars and stuff like that. Let's see how they got, got down in the old days. Boogie. They got after it. You think worship is loud now. If you ever complain about how loud worship is in this church... Y'all need to go rewind and go back to when David used to uh, praise and worship the Lord. We're going to find out real quick what that looks like. 2 Samuel chapter 6. Hey, side note, does anyone know what a Jewish holiday is today? Yom Kippur. Kippur. Yom Kippur. If you try to look up Yom Kippur on Google, it like brings you to some weird thing. You have to say Yom Kippur, and it brings it right up. It's pretty funny. I, was, I saw that today, and I was like, that's awesome. It's really awesome. Do you know, does anyone know the meaning of that is? Go ahead, who said it? Say that. Yeah. It's the day of atonement. The day the Lord has forgiven you of all your sins. Okay, three people are excited about their sins being forgiven. Three people. All right. Okay, let me deal with this really quickly about carnal thinking since we need to keep stay there for a minute. Um... That's what I'm talking about. Is that what you guys hear all the time? Oh, we're going to have to do that more. We're going to do that more. Carnal thinking. 
carnal thinking. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 When we think and look at our lives naturally, from a natural standpoint, not only are we living underneath where we could live, but our lives are not fully, and don't take this the wrong way, but fully like bringing glory to God. Does that make sense? And really, it's not pride when you want to bring glory to God. We want to bring, we want our lives to bring glory to God. And to fully do that, we need to bring our minds into subjection to the Word and the Spirit. You guys with me? And in, inside of that, that is really piercing. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, sound guys. We love you. We know it's tough. You've got a weird voice. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In bringing our minds into subjection underneath to the Lord, what he does is he retrains us. And, and that, I think, is where people in general, and I did for a long time, misunderstood and didn't believe that when the Bible says that he gives us the mind of Christ, that we believe we have the mind of Christ and we still act crazy. Has anyone experienced that before? Okay, one, two, three, four being me, five, six, seven. The y'all, our rest, are being deceived. Let me pray for you really quickly, right? Right, we have to bring our minds into subjection. And what happens is this. So if the Bible says I have the mind of Christ, did it lie to me? No, it didn't lie to me. I do have the mind of Christ. I do have the capacity. What are the two things that what happened with Jesus though? He learned. He grew in maturity and stature before men and before God. Good job. What else did he do? He went and spent time, huge amounts of time with his father. Huge amounts of time with his father. And I believe a lot of the stuff that we hold on to is not because we don't have the capacity to understand things like God does. We've just been programmed by this world and by our lives and by our families and by whatever else, TV shows. Has anyone been programmed by a TV show? You don't think you have. I guarantee you, if you watch any TV shows, you're being programmed. You listen to talk radio, guess what you're being? programmed I guarantee it if you remember the stuff that you heard a day before and and you can't remember the verse or you walk out of church and you don't remember exactly what Pastor Mark said we're definitely being programmed we're being programmed or we are re being reprogrammed by the Word of God do you see how important it is that we spend time in the Word do you see how important it is that we pray in the Spirit in the same way, Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? And what was Peter's response? 
You are the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. It was my Father. The Lord has got tons, tons to reveal to us. Tons and tons and tons. In fact, in fact, when we get to heaven, I believe we're going to be like, whoa! And if there was actually time in heaven, like a thousand years, we're going to be standing there like this. Whoa! And then for like for another 10,000 10, years this time, we're going to stand there like this. Whoa! Oh my gosh! Oh! We're going to be freaking out. It's going to be amazing. You know the angels that fly around the Father? You guys know about those? Talks about that, angels flying around the Father. You know, every time they see it, they fly around him, they're con- constantly flying around him. You know what's happening? What are they saying? Holy, holy, holy. Imagine this, you fly around the backside of the Father, and you come back around, and you see something new. Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> you fly around God, the Father, and you see something new. Holy, holy, holy. Wow, that is amazing. You, you can't tell me they've been doing that for however long, and you think they're bored? You think they're bored? They're not bored. They're not bored. They're excited. They're created for that purpose in the same way we are created for a purpose, for a destiny, for a reason. We're not just goo, goo to the zoo to you, as uh, some people would say. We're not like that. We have a purpose. We have a reason. We have a destiny. Let's humble ourselves before the Lord. Let him lift us up. Let him reveal things to us. But what couple things it requires is this. I believe, again, that if we prepare our hearts and not just come to church because we just come to church, it's what we do and whatnot, that this service could turn into something that that would astound everyone. I, I, I can't speak for Pastor Mark, but I've seen, and I know other people that have come here have said, this is not normal, this is awesome. And, you know, they're expecting things to just happen, and stuff just happens because God is just awesome that way. In the same way, um, have you ever been in a service where it takes a while to feel like things are moving, and then things feel like they just move, they start moving, and the service is, like, really good? And at the end, you know, Joe's up there drooling as he's playing because he's just like, I don't want to stop. Has anyone experienced? A little bit, right? A little bit. In the same way, I'm sorry, guys, I'm almost done. I promise you, we'll be able to sit down in just a minute. We're good? All right. In the same way, it's because they've moved and shifted in their minds away from the things of this earth, and we've shifted our mind and said, no, 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 that's not what's important. What's important is the Lord. What's important is eternity. What's important is God. You guys with me? So let's deal with this now. Raise your hands if you had the bills. Not if you have bills. You walked in here and you were thinking about bills. Well, that's not going to help you focus on the Lord now, is it? It's not going to help you focus on the Lord. Raise your hand. See, we do this a little bit different in youth service, but guess what? Your youth get ministered to this like this all the time. If you have the bill thing, and if you're now thinking about your bills, you better put your hands up too. Dang it. Why'd you have to say the B word? Bills. Ho, 
Holy Spirit, we just worship you. We thank you right now. Holy Spirit, we know that you know everything, that you are wisdom, you are knowledge and understanding. You are and have everything for us. So right now, we give you these bills and these thoughts of bills right now. In Jesus' name, we call them paid. Everyone say, paid. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We work with you, and you show us how to do all things, including paying these bills and having more than enough. Right? You guys with me? With me? A lot of times I think we use, uh, um, because we're not communing with the Holy Spirit, and trust me, I'll tell you a story if you want to hear about communing with the Holy Spirit and totally missing it and totally costing me a lot. Uh, I think a lot of times we use maybe declaration when the Holy, and that being a screwdriver and the Holy Spirit saying, no, 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 you need to use something else. You need to you spend time with me and use your ears and uh, let me guide you through this. And you having a, you actually need a crowbar, not a screwdriver. You guys with me? Who knows what a crowbar is? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is Idaho. Okay, are we there? Second Samuel chapter 6. Second Samuel chapter 6. David brought together all the able men of Israel. How many thousand? Whoa. Now imagine that rock band. 30,000. You're talking like, how big's Cuna? You're talking like you brought together Cuna. I'm hoping Cuna's like 30,000. I think they're under 30,000. Everyone who lives in Cuna together, okay? You guys with me? And he and his wind went to Blacha. I don't know how to pronounce these words. And Judah to bring up the ark of God, which was called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who uh, was in the middle of the cherubim on the ark, verse 3. They set an ark on a new cart and brought it outside of Nidadab, which was on a hill. So, do you all know, I don't know if you all know your history about how to transport the ark. Do you guys know how to tran- that the ark was transported? The ark was not supposed to have been put on a cart. They were supposed to have priests with these long poles, and they would stick them through these designed holes on the side of the ark, and they would pick them up and put them on the shoulder. And it was either two on either end or three. But you remember, this ark was not light. It was well built. It was not IKEA brand. It was some other something brand from, you know, where they used real wood and they used real gold and they filled it with stuff. You can imagine what that was like. And so they brought it on a new cart and uh, they were moving along. And I'm going to skip down here. And they came to the threshing floor of Nacon. And so let me just fast forward here. What happened was this. I'll just tell you the story. You guys can read it later. I'm a good storyteller. I tell stories to my boys all the time. They usually include uh, um, Spider-Man, Flash, usually Jesus a lot of times. It's pretty awesome. This is how it went down. David went to go get the ark to bring it into the city of David. David didn't do it right for whatever reason. They pick up the ark, they set it on a cart because it was probably easier. 
they said, we're not going to put it on our old car, we'll put it on a new car. And so they're walking along, and all of a sudden, remember, 30,000 people going nuts, right? They're going along, and there's rocks. The cart, the, the oxen stumble, the cart shudders somehow, and the ark is going to fall off the cart. And one of the guys reaches out and stabilizes it. That was a no-no, an absolute no-no. And because of that, God in the Old Testament was a God of justice. And because of that, he was instantly dealt with, and he died. And David said, whoa, uh, we're not doing things right here. And so right next door was a house and a big old farm. And so they dropped the, the, the ark over at the farm and left and said, we'll figure this out later. You guys with me? Have you all read the story? If you get a chance, read the story. It's pretty amazing. Okay, let's go here. Verse, verse 12, this is pretty awesome. Now the King David was told, the Lord has blessed the household of Obadiah and everything he has because the ark of God. So David went to bring the ark of God from Obadiah to the city of David with rejoicing. Listen, you are now the New Testament ark. Was it the gold that blessed Obadiah? Was it the stuff inside that blessed him? No. It was God's presence who rested on the ark. And what are you now? You are now the 21st century ark. You have the Lord inside of you. And the Lord, believe it or not, believe it, don't not not, believe it. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. He will bless you when you don't even realize it. He will bless you when you don't even realize it. Just because he's in you, you're being blessed. Can I get an amen? amen? Okay. Watch this. Verse 13. Uh, let's go back. David with rejoicing. Verse 16. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken step, six steps, they sacrificed a bull and fatted calf. Okay. Uh, Verse 14, wearing a linen, David was dancing before the Lord with all of his might. David was dancing before the Lord with all of his might. If David could imagine that God, who was on the ark, would eventually be in people, I'm pretty sure he would have lost his mind and pretty sure disqualified himself from being king. He would have been so, I, he probably would have been really jealous, right? Or, or been like, darn, I wanna live then, why am I living now, right? I don't, have you ever heard of like old preachers? Who's heard of Smith, Smith Wigglesworth, right? And you're like, man, I wish I could have met him. Has anyone done that before? Or John G. Lake, man, I wish I could have met him. Or, or someone else, Is that, who, who's got a favorite preacher? that you never met before, right? Raise your hand. Like three people, awesome. Man, Pastor Mark, I wish I could have met him. Man. Oh, wait, I can't. You realize the same spirit? The same spirit? You guys with me? The same spirit? The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is in you now? That quickens your mortal bodies? Come on, same spirit. The same spirit. Come on now. Verse 15. Um, 
While he had all of Israel there bringing up the ark, the Lord with shouts, the sounds of trumpets. Verse 16, as the ark entered the city of David, Michael the daughter, anyway, long story short, uh, Michael the daughter looked at him and said, why are you embarrassing yourself? This is not kingly for you to be dancing around and acting crazy for the Lord. Why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing that. That is not protocol. And what does David say later on? He says, I humbled myself and I will continue to humble myself before the Lord, before the Lord. In the same way tonight, what I wanna do really quickly, and if you read here that it mentions like five different instruments they used, and I'm telling you, could you imagine a huge section full of cymbals? Can I get some cymbals back there? That was, that was weak. Can I get some cymbals back there? There we go. Huge section full of guitars. huge section full of amazing singers. I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't, I don't know if they had opera back then or not, but it sounded kind of like opera a little bit. And over here, a huge section full of bass guitars and pianos. I don't know how you guys can pull that one off. Here's what I want to share with you. And the points of all this. I understand, I've been preaching to you for seven and a half years now. Six and a half years. That's pretty much all I know is youth. And I know inside of you, there's a lot of people who want to boogie down and get down with the Lord and humble themselves. Humble themselves before the Lord. 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 Humble themselves before the Lord and let Him lift us up. How do we do that? We get out of our heads. We stop thinking, what is this person going to think? What is that person going to think? We start thinking and allowing the Holy Spirit to infiltrate our thoughts, right? And say, listen, it would be good for you to raise your hands while you worship me. That is a sign that you're worshiping me and you're humbling yourself. It would be good for you on a Wednesday night especially to maybe find a little spot in the back and kneel down if you need to. You need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. For some people, they just need to stand there and be quiet. For others, you got to raise your hands and, and praise and worship the Lord. For others, you need to kneel. But either way, you must worship Him not just in thoughts, not just in thoughts. You need to worship Him from the inside of you. You need to worship Him in spirit and in truth. You need to worship Him, not just in your mind, but in your heart. Let it come out of your heart. Let it come out of your emotions. Do we have good emotions towards the Lord? Man, I hope so. Let it come out of you in a way that you won't, or may have never experienced before. But I'll tell you, here's some of the things that we've noticed in youth. Let me just tell you a little bit of that. You guys ready for that song? Okay, it's been ready. Man, Joe's the Joe amazing the, in the crew. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just thank the Lord for Joe. And we've gone through quite a few experiences together. I just thank God he's, he's here doing his thing. Woo! Thank God for the sound people in the back too. Here's what's happened 
in the youth. I can just tell you what's happened in the youth. And I know Pastor Marcus works with you guys all the time, and he knows you guys uh, really well, and he knows what's going on by the Spirit. When we started coming together and started worshiping the Lord, it was awesome. It was good. It was like, man, people showed up. Praise the Lord. I was just happy that people showed up for pre-service prayer, right? We started at like 5.30, we went to 6, and it was awesome. It's now grown. Now we start at 3.30 in the afternoon. And we start praise and worship at 3.30 in the afternoon. And usually one or two people come in, and then as they get out of school, they go home and eat, and they show up early. Usually everyone shows up right around 4.30, and they worship the Lord. And you know what the thing is? They put all their stuff aside, all the schoolwork and everything else, and they focus on the Lord, and they say, Lord, what do you want us to pray out? What do you want us to do? How can we serve you? How can we worship you? Enlighten us. And man, I'll tell you what, these youth are getting words, and I'm like, dang. Like, I'm writing this stuff down, this is amazing. In the same way, yeah, I talk about the youth because I'm around them a lot. You guys are in the same category. You guys are right there. And as we humble ourselves and worship the Lord, and we just scream and shout, and let just bless the Lord and worship Him as God. What happened was this. We had a guy, his name is Pastor T. He did our camp for us last year. And I personally was worshiping the Lord. And what happened was this. I got off of my thinking. And I thought, man, if I just worship the Lord hard enough that He'll show up and do something cool. He'll show up and bless someone. When I say cool, don't take it as like, this is like a trick or anything else like that, but like, cool, like God will show up and man, people will be touched and all this other stuff. And in the middle of that, the Lord just completely checked me. He said, what? What are you doing? And I'm just telling you how he talks to me. What are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm worshiping you. And I'm screaming and shouting, going crazy. And he goes, stop now. He says, you're not worshiping me because I'm God. You're worshiping me because you think if you worship me, you're going to get something out of me. He goes, if you just, this is what the Lord told me, if you just worship me as if I'm God, the creator of the universe, the creator of your life, the creator of all good things, if you just worship me as God, I will give you more than you could have ever believed for. You guys with me? I will give you more than you could ever expect. I will just completely blow the doors off the thing, as Pastor Mark would say. And so we changed our thoughts. We changed our mind. We just said, you know what? Man, let's just praise God. Let's worship Him. And that's what I want to encourage you guys tonight. We're going we're gonna to worship right now for a little bit. And I want you guys to worship the Lord as He is God. He is Creator. He is almighty, he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He knows everything about you, he knows every head, hair in your head, he knows your bills, he knows your problems, he knows the two or three people thinking about divorcing here tonight, he knows the people that are struggling with sexual sin, he knows that. Sorry, am I calling a little too, too strong for you guys? I'm not calling anyone out, he knows the stuff. He knows the people that are afraid to get in his presence because they still are holding on to condemnation and shame when he has set you free. And who the Lord sets free is free indeed. When you humble yourselves, when we humble ourselves, 
and recognize that he is God. And there is no place that we can run from him, no place where we can hide from him, nothing. He knows it all. And we submit ourselves and we worship him. Man, it, it's, it's amazing. Everyone stand up with me. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to worship the Lord. Here's what I want you to do. If you don't raise your hands much, I want you to raise your hands. Just a little bit if you have to, right? If you got a short shirt on, I don't want to see no belly buttons. So just one hand. Go like this. I don't want to see no belly buttons. If you got a long shirt on, you can lift your hands. Go ahead. I wore a long shirt on purpose. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What I want to do is give you freedom tonight. If you need to go to the back and kneel down, kneel down. But I can guarantee you this. If you worship God as he is God, your worship will look different than it ever has. Your worship will look different than it ever has. You'll yell, you'll shout, you'll jump, you'll dance. Maybe you'll stand there and just say, God, man, I humble myself before you. Teach me how to worship you. Teach me how to worship you. Teach me how to worship you. Teach me how to glorify your name. Teach me how to worship you. We humble ourselves. Say this. Say we humble ourselves before you, Lord. And we want to bring you praise and glory forever and ever and ever. Thank you for teaching us how to praise and worship you. Thank you for setting us free from bondage, condemnation, and every other junk. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.